Does everybody know what time it is? Time to set this podcast aside for a moment. Truman, I have someone I want you to meet. Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. Could this be love? It's grunt work. drive my car. Yes, I'm going to be a star. Maybe you can drive my car, and maybe I'll love you. But only if you listen to Grunt Work, the podcast where we're watching every episode of Home Improvement and then talking about it. I'm your host, Truman, the born-in-a-cheese-log-cabin-man Caps, joined as always by my stalwart co-host, Landon, the hey-everybody-look-at-my-engine-man Solano. Uh, yeah, that uh, describes me, I think, better than anything. I, I, I can't wait for you guys to hear us talk about this episode <laughs> so those references will make sense. Because there was a dick yeah. joke in there. <laughs> uh, I'm nothing if not the person that says, hey, come check under my hood uh, whenever you come over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wrap your wrap your hands around these uh, these velvet rims and strap your legs across my engines, something like that. Yeah, well, I... <laughs> I'm, st- I'm still stuck in, in talk singing song lyrics mode from the intro. I need to, I need to cut that out. Landon. Yeah. Here we are again. Here we are again. The microphones, the matching laptops. Indeed. The mixer board, your, your thing of water with the cap <laughs> on it and the purple straw. Oh, uh, the setting is set. <laughs> the setting is set. How the turntables have turned. Uh, Off to a really great start. No, no, no. This is good. This is yeah, good. No. I'm feeling it. It's um, real. It's no, real. I'll tell you what. I, I am excited because uh, this week uh, we were on the Fan Theory World podcast. Yes, that was exciting. We did a uh, guest spot over there, uh, which you can go follow them on Twitter at Fan Theory World or their website, which is Fan Theory World podcast.com i think yeah uh you can sure, find them all somewhere anyhow we did uh, a spot we did a guest spot on their show uh covering not just home improvement theories but general 90s sitcom theories yeah um, yeah we kind of trotted out some of our our old chestnut theories that that people know mm-hmm. and love and then and then the four of us put our heads together and, and came up with a few other ones and indeed I thought, yeah it was an enjoyable experience i felt like a real podcast yeah those guys uh, are great host. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> nothing to legitimize yourself more than someone else uh, inviting you on to their podcast. I know, I know that. You know, obviously, we're doing something right if at least other people with podcasts listen to us. <laughs> uh, no, it was a, a good time. A good time was had by all. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite things that uh, occurred on the show was I brought the the theory for Roseanne that Roseanne is a prequel to Toy Story. Yes, and so one of my favorite things uh, that we did on the show was finding supporting evidence to back that theory up a little bit via home improvement. Yeah. There is, we've established, I think even on our show, that uh, the Binford line exists within the Pixar universe Mm -hmm. because there's a, a toolbox um, that Sid, I think, sets on top of the the crate that Woody's Woody, trapped in. Yeah. Woody and uh, Buzz are trapped in. Um, so we we've established that Binford uh, exists in that universe, and thus tying Pixar and Home Improvement together. And then this theory is put, positing that uh, you know Roseanne and Toy Story are linked together, but there's no real. You know, it's kind of circumstantial evidence. Yeah, yeah. But we were able to find in a episode of season one of Home Improvement called Up Your Alley, the bowling one. Classic episode. Classic episode. Who could forget? (laughs) That uh, there was a patron at the bowling alley wearing Lanford Electric uh, on their bowling shirt, thus tying Roseanne uh, Home Improvement and therefore to the Toy Story universe. And and something else that we talked about on that show was the concept of the Tommy Westfall universe, which, (laughs) you know, if you're familiar with the 80s uh, drama Saint Elsewhere, in the very last episode of this long-running show, you find out that that everything that happened on the series took place in the mind of this one character's autistic son who was pretending the whole thing was happening. And in the years since then, uh, fan theorists such as myself and Landon and the fan theory world guys have then extrapolated every other show that anyone on St. Elsewhere appeared on and decided that those shows were also part of Bobby Westfall's <laughs> imaginary universe. Wait, so, let me... Can I clarify, just in your own mind? Yeah, yeah. Is that the character from St. Elsewhere appeared on another show or the actor appeared on another show? The actor appeared on another okay, show. Okay, so it's a little bit more of a leap. But, oh, it's, okay. it's more of a leap. Yeah, what we're assuming... I guess what we're, we're assuming is that Bobby Westfall created the entirety of the TV series... Uh, Saint Elsewhere in his own head, but then that mm. means he also created a version of Hollywood with actors who appeared in other oh, shows. Oh, okay. So Denzel isn't uh, uh, Denzel. Denzel's 
Well, Den- Tommy Westfall Denzel. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think that's basically it. It's Westfall Denzel. Just so I don't look so stupid. Denzel was the one in St. Elsewhere, or am I mixing that up with another show? I don't know if Denzel Washington... <laughs> well, listen, maybe he wasn't in St. Elsewhere, but he was in probably one of the 450 shows that were part of the Tommy Westfall universe, <laughs> including Mrs. Columbo. <laughs> and, uh, but not Home Improvement, surprisingly. No, Home Improvement was on there. Home Improvement's definitely on there. Or was it Roseanne? One of the Roseanne, Roseanne, was Roseanne or Home Improvement wasn't on there. But the fact that we connected it now, yeah. Now that we connected Roseanne to Home Improvement, con- that means that we have concrete evidence that those two are linked at this point. Because yeah. I was able to pull the the footage. I went back to the tapes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. pulled the footage, and so that's concrete. So therefore, um, they can add that to the list, right? Yeah. So I think we just contributed to uh, to. Uh, BS Time Waster History by adding one more name to the Tommy Westfall universe. There you go. I, I truly am proud of myself. My journalism degree has been well used. Before we get started, yeah. I, I wanted to discuss something that I noticed in looking at our last two episodes. Just oh, a little boy. little something. No, no, no. We don't have to redact the grunt count okay. again. Oh, no. I, I will never put us through that nightmare say, again. Grunt gate can't go any deeper. Uh, yes. <laughs> It can't. Well, that if we do, if there's another grunt scandal, then that's that's grunt contra, not grunt game. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Uh, and then it would be abs grunt, and then um, grunt water, I guess, like white water, and then grunt Lewinsky, and then grunt. Oh, Gazi. so you're kind of going um, uh, chronologically through all the gates. Yeah, yeah, all, all, the, the, all, scandal, all the scandals. Scandal names. Yeah, all right, yeah, I got it. Okay. And then I suppose it's just grunt emails. Um, anyway, anyway, Russian grunts. Yeah. Okay, but that's it. That's enough. Russian nesting grunts. Like you open one and there's a smaller grunt inside it. It's great. So, last yes. two episodes that we did. What did you recognize? What I recognized was that, so there was the episode Overactive Glance. Yes. A recurring thing that we wound up talking about there was legs going up and turning into what? what? Yeah, that there's right. some sort of that this some sort of uh, 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 nega ass yeah. region, some some sort of uh, unknown Bermuda Triangle mm. of the butt. Uh, and then the episode after that, groin pains. Talk it as as I said in the episode, crotch heavy. We oh, talked yeah. a lot about crotches. Yes, we did. So butts. Crotches, mm-hmm. Landon. What body part are we going to talk about today? Like we got, we went from the from the back <laughs> to the front. Are we going up? Are we going down? Is it feet? Is it stomachs? Uh, that's a dang good question. Rivers? I know that we deal with fronts and backs in this episode. Well, so I that- think <laughs> I think that the place that we go to, yeah, is the heart. God dang it! So, Landon, why, well, well, fill us in. Maybe you maybe you feel differently. But what 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 the hell happened this week? Tell us. <laughs> I'll tell you what the hell happened. This week, Tim uh, is finally ready to drop the engine into the chassis of his hot rod. It's like Christmas in July <laughs> in November. Uh, and he invites a, a few of his male friends over to help him. Um, Al finds this out and is a little disappointed that he wasn't invited uh, because his girlfriend, Greta Post. Greta Post just dumped him. So we, we were deprived of another Greta Post appearance. I, I, although, you know, hey, at least they didn't just, at least she didn't just fade into the background like all of James Bond's girlfriends. At least they actually <laughs> acknowledged where she went. <laughs> so you trying to connect the, uh, the secret agent, uh, yes. theory? Okay, yes, fine, yeah, fair, I, yeah, fair. Yeah. Um, anyhow, so Tim finds this out and extends the invitation to Al and their, uh, friendship, friend, their friendship, friendship, friendship. <laughs> It's a ship made out of thrones. You know, it's great when you um, fuck up when you're trying to make a joke so that then you have to try and follow the fuck up with the joke that you were trying to make. Well, here, well, here, (laughs) let's just... Maybe maybe if we're just quiet for like two seconds, the listeners will forget what we were talking about before and we can just start over. And it'll make a great edit point. Yeah. Tim finds this out and extends the invitation and their friendship grows a millimeter larger together. I didn't oh. even write it correctly. <laughs> oh, Landon. Oh, buddy. Oh, just, just, it's just the Apollo 13 of jokes. Just everything went wrong, except you couldn't oh, bring them home. That I, joke died in space. I didn't get my afternoon nap today. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, uh, at home, at the Taylor residence, uh, Karen is visiting our good old friend Karen. Uh, and she, and, and wouldn't you know it, well, actually, this is your job. I'm sorry. I'm jumping in. I'm sorry. I, I just want to help. Yeah, no, wouldn't you know it. Uh, she's also reeling from a recent breakup and is ready to just say no to men. Uh, <laughs> and yes to diet soda. <laughs> uh, Jill sees this as an opportunity to introduce Karen to Tim's hunky friend Dave, uh, much to the chagrin of Tim, who doesn't want to be disturbed while walk, walking on, walking? 
walking on walking on <laughs> walking on sunshine because he's so excited to work on the hot rod walking on broken glass <laughs> <laughs> in theaters now um <laughs> That would be what? What kind of horrible torture porn movie is that? Is that like a Werner Herzog movie? <laughs> oh my god! However, this all goes off the rails as is this podcast. Um, as uh, all of Tim's friends bring over their wives, and uh, Karen and Dave actually hit it off. Yes. Um, meanwhile, the kids are engaged in some sort of dis- uh, domestic dispute with some neighborhood boys. Uh, they get in one little fight, and Jill got scared and said, you're moving in with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. That would be, I would pay, well, I mean, I don't have a whole lot of money to throw around at these projects, <laughs> but I would pay, I would pay between, between fourteen fifty and $20 to see Fresh Prince of Bel Air where it's Randy sent to live with an affluent <laughs> black family in California. That oh. is gold. That oh my cool. god, why hasn't that happened? I, you know, well, it's because Jonathan Taylor Thomas got too big too fast. You know, he had to go do <laughs> Wild America, was that it? Uh, that's the one you always go to. I always it's... like uh, getting even with Dad. Actually, that might be Macaulay Culkin. Wow. <laughs> Can we just, wow, we're, we're really not on our A-game tonight. We were, we were at such, we were on such an emotional high getting those burritos, yeah. and then, and then it just went downhill. Jesus Christ. Wait, wait no, what was the one, was it I'll Be Home for Christmas? <laughs> That's the, the one where he has to get home for Christmas. He he was in a Christmas movie too. What is with these Taylor family? He, he has he has to get home. If he gets home by a specific time for Christmas, his dad will give him a cherried out sports car because again, every Taylor affiliated person has to love cars. Mm. But so it's this big rush to get home for Christmas. But then he doesn't get home for Christmas in time. But then his dad is like, "Hey, son, that's cool. Take the car anyway." But then he's like. No, Dad, I've learned the true value of friendship and love. I don't need the car. And then I'm pretty sure that's one of those movies that ends with a shot of the words the end. But I'm not I'm not convinced. I'll just thank you to put a spoiler alert in front of any spoilers you have on this show. <laughs> oh, that, 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 a, that a, a Christmas movie starring Jonathan Taylor Thomas in the 90s has a happy ending. How many Christmas movies have sad endings? <laughs> Reindeer Games. Okay, okay. Silent Night, Deadly Night. Okay, okay. That one is real dark. Die Hard 2, just because it's sad what a drop in quality it is from the original <laughs> Die Hard. Fair. Like, it's, it's, as soon as you see a guy doing naked karate in his hotel room, it's like, oh, this isn't gonna be, like, the first one. This is much worse, actually. <laughs> Look, I think, I think that right. maybe what would be best for us is if we just do a deep dive on this episode. Yeah, let's just do it. Okay, just, I'm just, ready. Re- are, are you sure? Because yes. you said you were ready before we started recording. I know, and, I did. And um, it's, I, I wasn't. This is... So you can start recording now. Okay, good. Does everybody know what time it is? It's time for the. Oh, wait, that was your part. That, w- that was mine. Hey, here's some song lyrics that I'm that I'm doing <laughs> instead of just saying hello, welcome to the series. <clears throat> okay, so Tim at long last is putting the engine in his hot rod. Mm-hmm. As soon as he said, like to Al in the cold open. Yeah, we're so we open. The- uh, Tool, uh, tool time after dark, which is one of my favorite, like, uh. <laughs> tool time nights. <laughs> it's one of my favorite, like, little moments when we are able to see the, you know, the, the, the dull moments of the tool time set. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jerry has gone home. Uh, maybe not home. Who, who knows? He, I mean, he's, he's, he's crawled back under the monitor and <laughs> is sleeping down there. He's in his, like, convertible doing coke off the <laughs> dashboard, uh, I think. Using a phone book as a pillow. <laughs> we have very different <laughs> ideas of what he's doing. You have him in a convertible. I have him camping in the studio. <laughs> We, yeah, so the the set is the set is kind of dark and just yeah. and dramatically lit with a couple of lights. And mm-hmm. at first, you, you see a figure sweeping up, and for a second, my heart leapt into my throat, and I thought, "Is Tim cleaning up?" And then, <laughs> no, it's Al. No. It's always Al singing chim chimney chim chimney. <laughs> so Tim comes out and is talking to Al about what his plans are for uh, for the weekend, and yeah. talking about how he's having a few friends over to drop this big hefty new engine into the hot rod that he's been building since like episode four of last season. Yeah, he has. Uh, or Mark, maybe we. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> Mark's been doing the hard work. On Mark, that. Mark has been building it. Like Mark is like the people on the cooking show who actually make the recipe and then put it in the <laughs> oven for for Julia Child to open the thing. And oh, right. we have this one ready right here. Uh, yeah, and. We learned in this, uh, so Al's kind of like a little little hurt in this moment where yeah. he finds out that Tim has invited a bunch of guys over. I'm simultaneously like very frustrated with him just to be like, fucking value yourself, man. <laughs> um, Respect yourself, Al. But then I'm also like, oh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there, man. Yeah. Um, 
because he's like he's almost trying to like uh pull an invitation out of Tim a little bit through like sad puppy eyes. Yeah, he's like he's like kind of shuffling away and going like, "Oh yeah, well no, I'm sure it's going to be a really good time. I hope you have fun." <laughs> Yeah, speaking as he goes around the corner, hope you have fun. And 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 what Tim says to him is, uh, "Well, I'm I'm sorry, Al. I would have invited you, but I thought you'd be with Greta at that big linoleum exhibit." <laughs> so both reference to Greta Post, yeah. who Al, uh, whose uh, heart Al won over in an earlier episode last season. Uh, also, big linoleum exhibit. <laughs> what is it? Is the now here's yeah. what I want to know: mm-hmm. Is the linoleum mounted on walls, and you're looking at individual pieces, or is it on the floor? And it's like you walk in, and it's like here's some here's some Kool Aid. Dump it on here and see how well it gets it gets mopped I'm, up off this. I'm gonna say that that is each vendor's uh, choice in how they want to represent and display their own product. I feel like that makes it okay so wait you're so it's not so to you it's not a museum thing it's like a trade show they're it's a go- convention yeah they're, they're going they're, they're going to like uh for you know contractors to go and get uh samples for their you know new new construction projects they're, they're going to uh linoleum con <laughs> yeah, they're going exactly. to lin con <laughs> floor exactly con. yes Al explains to Tim then that, uh, oh, well, I had a conversation with Greta and we both feel like it would be better if we, uh, you know, explored other avenues. And Tim says, oh, so she dumped you, huh? And he goes, yep, yep, she did. (laughs) But maybe, maybe she dumped you, Al, because you're taking her to linoleum shows. (laughs) Maybe. I mean, listen, she's, uh, she's only got so much capacity for... Uh, how much your work bleeds in with your personal life. Yeah, or, or you know, the, the simple fact that on, like, your first date together, you went to play bingo with his mom. Like, she's on board with that, fine. <laughs> right. But don't then make her also be on board with going to a linoleum trade show on yeah. a weekend. Well, I don't know. Maybe we're putting too much, uh, too much, too much on Al's shoulders. Maybe, maybe he knew. Maybe, maybe Greta had turned out to be, you know, kind of domineering. Maybe she turned out to be a B. Maybe, maybe she turned out a to be, B. maybe she turned out to be a Nazi, like I suggested, like, so, so long <laughs> ago it could actually be true <laughs> perhaps blonde hair blue eyes linoleum was invented by a jewish person maybe yeah, i don't know i don't, I don't know, know if it was but that would be a problem for her if, the, <laughs> if she wasn't okay with that no there's no no greater defining achievement of an entire people than yeah. the creation of linoleum uh, uh, i want to crack open a moment here yeah um so when uh, al reveals that you know that they broke up and there's this kind of um moment between that information and the invite that Tim gives him. And Tim kind of hymns and haws trying to deliberate over whether or not to invite Al. Yeah. My question is, what's the hesitation? Yeah, well, I was wondering the same thing because I, so it seems like half the time you get this impression that Tim and Al are friends and like each other, but mm-hmm. then in this situation, it's like Tim genuinely doesn't want Al around. Yeah, what, what I mean... Maybe, do you think in Tim's head it's just that he wouldn't mesh with the other guys? Or like, I mean, because we had that with Poker Night. Okay, and let me just say, Poker Night and this episode are pretty damn similar episodes. Yes, the are. The concept of Tim trying to do a manly thing that Jill ruins by doing a woman-y thing. <laughs> well, to be fair, actually, now I think I've described most of the series where like... <laughs> It's, it's either that model or the other model is Jill trying to be a responsible adult and Tim happens. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think it's that. I think it's that Tim knows from experience yeah. that Al doesn't mesh with his gang. But at the same time, everyone loves Al. You know, right, just, yeah. you know, Al's in your life. You helped him get... Also, knowing that he just got dumped by Greta, who you and your wife set him up with. Right. Yeah, that's dude. the that was where I was like, "Where's the, with this hesitation?" Kind of is a dick move on your part. We we engine transition oh, <laughs> into the theme song. Yes. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna hold you a little bit here. Okay. Oh uh, well, hold, uh, hold you tight. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> just man. come here. It's so good. This is why this is why I miss doing in. these recordings. It's <laughs> not even though it's warm in this apartment, I feel even warmer now, and it's a good warm. This is a very transition light episode. It honestly was. Yeah, I felt less sadness tonight. <laughs> uh, only because this whole episode feels like a stage play. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, it, felt, it really did feel like a Eugene O'Neill's uh, home improvement. Because <laughs> they keep going, you know, it's like they have like time jumps throughout the whole episode, but... Even a crossfade at one point, which but... felt out of place. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's funny how these just kind of generic editing transitions just don't... That's jarring, but yeah. if, if, you know, if a gigantic <laughs> engine had swung through the frame and shattered the screen, we wouldn't even notice. Yeah. That would be in the background of our minds. Exactly. Um, but there's a lot of, like, cross-cutting between, uh, 
micro locations, like from the garage to the kitchen or the dining room, mm-hmm. uh, and then you know little mini time jumps, like maybe a half hour, fifteen minutes in between each scene. So I don't. I almost feel like there's not enough. The pacing and the the rhythm of the episode didn't allow for a lot of transitions. Yeah, I I guess. That, but that's never stopped them before, though. The poker, <laughs> the poker night episode took place entirely in Tim's house, yeah. and we had we had some of the most we had some of the most yeah. Truman breaking transitions ever. There was yes. the keys that flew at the camera. Yeah. There was Tim's face turning into a diamond and bouncing around the screen that turns into a card. <laughs> yeah, I, a TV screen. The the one of the, I think the longest transitions was the poker chip that <sighs> fell from the the sky and landed in their pile of chips and. Stayed. Yeah, for yeah. about 15 seconds. Yeah, so I, I think that whenever there's a Grunt Light episode, maybe we have this urge to ascribe it to some sort of creative choice made by the cast and crew. Yeah. I think I think it's just like, you know, sometimes... <laughs> It's like the weather doesn't know what it's doing a week in advance. And likewise, <laughs> right. I don't think they... Like, th- this gets decided in the editing room. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, now, I'm going to... I'm gonna hold you a little longer here. Uh, okay, okay, man. Is this like? Is this like? Are you are you some sort of James Bond villain now? Is gonna squeeze? This is yes. your thing. You yes. The squeezer. The squeezer. No, mm, no, that's, nope. no, no. Don't call him that. That's that. That can give people the wrong idea. Um, you said grunt light episode. Grunt light. Oh, you meant transition light. I did mean yes. But since you said grunt light, where are we with the the grunt count this week? Uh, this week's grunt count is twenty four grunts. Whoa, that's a pretty big one. It is pretty big. It's, it's got to, like, maybe crack top five. Uh, Yeah, I think it does crack top five. I think it's fewer than last... I think we were at 27 last week, Dang. which was our second high... This is... Yeah, that is yeah. top five. And, uh, look, I, I think... As as long has been predicted, I think that the um, this is the gruntflation that we've been worried about. <laughs> now that grunting is established as the thing, I think we're going to start seeing more twenty plus episodes mm-hmm. of grunting okay, until it becomes like a self parody almost. It, well, yes, and and it's I mean yeah, and it's just it's already harder and harder to keep track of how many there are. I mean, trust yeah. me, listeners, I'm doing my due diligence. I I can I have faith in the grunt count being accurate. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a lot. But anyway, yeah. so. So Al and Greta have broken up. Tim invites Al to help him uh, with the with the engine putting in the car party, and Al is so so excited to have been invited. And Al says, "What's the party's theme?" <laughs> he <laughs> he gets so excited and he asks like four questions in a row, and then he realizes he has that like little twinkle that goes in his eye, and he's like, yeah. "Does it have a theme?" Yeah. <laughs> And his delivery on that made me laugh so hard. He has this boyish enthusiasm, <laughs> mm-hmm. this very like naked and uh, <laughs> like un unself conscious joy that he brings to whenever yeah. he's happy, and he is almost like a child in so many <laughs> ways. I think that's really what I like. Oh my god, Brandy uh, would love to manipulate him. I th- I think so. That's another thing that we need yeah. to see. Al, you had a brother, but he died <laughs> right before you were born. <laughs> Al, you were adopted. <laughs> Uh, which might be true. We don't know much. We know that he has a mother. Yes. Um, who he tends to look for uh, other traits in women based on his mother. Let's just say he talks about her too much and leave it there. <laughs> that just covers a lot. He Fair. mentions her too many times. Yes, it's uh, it's true. So Tim tells Al it's a Western-themed party. Uh, we we engine transition into the opening credits. Mm-hmm. One thing I noticed about the opening credits this week, oh. minor thing. So at the at the end of the opening credits, Tim has put all the propellers on the big facade of his house with yeah. the words "Home Improvement" in the middle of it, and it's flying. And you get this shot where the camera sort of pans across the faces of the whole family, mm-hmm. looking in bewilderment at at what uh, what Tim hath wrought. <laughs> but as you're panning across the boys, uh, Brad. Just like they're supposed to all be looking up at oh, the thing. Brad I noticed just, this. Brad just looks straight into the camera. He just he just Jim on the office <laughs> deadpans into the camera. Can you believe what my dad's doing? Yeah, yeah. guys, I don't know. Like, guys, what what reality continuity are we in? What am I supposed to be thinking has happened? He made our he made our house fly. What is this? I just, it's just Zachary Ty Bryan asking the the director what's going on. It, it's it's a it's a it's a cry for help. It's yeah. a, it, well, I think actually it was an artistic uh, artistic choice that he's kind of looking at the audience and saying, "I'm watching you while you watch us." <laughs> you know, and yet I'm watching you while you watch them, and he watches you watch them. Yeah, the the circle, the circle of life. That's how I get around not singing on this show. Is I just say things. <laughs> also starring Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh shit! There you the, go. 
The circle. The circle of life. The circle. The circle of life. Yeah. Let's talk about Betsy Randall, who has returned as Karen. Yes. She's come full circle back to... No, I guess she hasn't. I, but she's returned as Karen. Yeah. I think this is her second appearance this season. Yeah. She's becoming uh, a I regular-ish. I think she has... Um, she was in two or maybe three episodes of season one. I think yeah. she's surpassed the K&B construction guys as the most recurring character. Yeah, I guess she may have even surpassed Pamela Anderson. For the actually, <laughs> this season she's shown up twice. She's at least on par with Pamela Anderson. Yeah, that's and true. Has certainly had more lines. Now, can I interject for a second? You, well, you're the one talking, so you're interjecting. Gonna, to, you're interrupting yourself. I'm interrupting you myself. You're asking me if you can interrupt yourself. Hey Truman, do you mind if I interrupt what I'm saying? You know, I think you should you should circle of life back on that one <laughs> and ask yourself. I was thinking that since Pamela Anderson isn't getting her her due on this season of Home Improvement, that maybe we can start to throw out some uh, Pamela Anderson facts. Okay, Just yeah. to kind of like, uh, you know, give yeah. her the send-off that uh, the show clearly did not. Yeah, and we'll call it Pam's Corner. Pam's Corner, okay, I like that. Folks, welcome to Pam's Corner. What do you got for <laughs> me? Uh, I looked into the timeline of the Playboy Home Improvement Baywatch. Uh, so... What, what, how much of this research was text and how much was pictures? I told you I missed my afternoon nap. Um, <laughs> oh, and, this, and now we know why. <laughs> you were slightly distracted. Um, so apparently, I didn't know she was Canadian for one thing. Whoa. I know, I'm dropping way Whoa. too many trivia bombs here. Whoa, okay, yeah, I'm sorry. Let me get into my trivia bomb shelter. <laughs> She's Canadian. She's Canadian. Her uh, and Ryan Styles both. She... <laughs> That's a name I haven't heard in a while. That's a pairing you've never thought of. Pamela Anderson and Ryan Stiles. Can we put them in a movie together? It? Oh, that, that's a, yeah. Maybe that's maybe that was all over the tabloid press in the nineties. Yeah. Um. So she is Canadian. Moved or she visited L.A. to do the first Playboy spread in 1989, which got her the attention of the Home Improvement producers. Uh, oh well, there you go. There yeah. you go. It's like right? oh, who should we put on her show? Mine's opening a centerfold. Well, oh, there she is. You know what's funny? I noticed in the background of the uh, the Tool Time set this time that they have that calendar. Yeah. Uh, and it's Pamela Anderson, uh, her promotional photos. <laughs> she gets more more screen time on that calendar than on the show you itself. You know what? I really hope she gets residuals from just that calendar showing on the screen. It, I feel like she probably does. Um, I wouldn't put a pass either way. But uh, I don't know if you've noticed that calendar, the photo section of it. Yeah is taller than the actual calendar section. So folding that in half makes zero sense. <laughs> so so on the on the show where they teach you how to build anything and create stuff with your bare hands, they can't even create a working calendar. calendar. Well, I mean, I suppose, you know, we can't see it clearly enough. Maybe it's a tear-off calendar. I don't know. It's full-size, though, so... A full-size tear-off calendar? I, I don't know. I, I mean, also, I don't think a tear-off pin-up calendar works, because, hey, what if you want to go back and look at May again? <laughs> what if May was a lot better than October? Yeah, well... Usually is. Where in Canada is Pamela Anderson from? Um, what is the like? Is she from like the sexiest part of Canada? <laughs> Where do all the good-looking Canadians come from? She is uh, from Vancouver. Oh, okay. Where's Ryan Styles from? I'm shipping this so hard now. This is this is the new fan theory. Is just that that they have a thing. <laughs> he is from Seattle, Washington. What? Wait, wait, no, he's Canadian. Ryan I think St Colin Mockery might have been. No, Ryan Stiles is Canadian. God damn it. Don't take this away from me. Don't tell me that people who I thought were American were Canadian well, and listen, people I thought were Canadian are Americans. We thought Tim Allen was from Detroit. He's from Colorado. Well, he was born there. He spent, you know, obviously. Even, even, in, my, even in my trivia bomb shelter, I, I'm, I'm not safe from these things. The, the <laughs> vent system has been crushed and I'm slowly suffocating, surrounded by my dehydrated food. <laughs> It's a rather bleak fallout shelter metaphor. I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, well, this has been a very enlightening Pam's Corner. Yeah. Um, Let's get back to the episode. Okay, sure. <laughs> Can we do Ryan's Corner next week and find out more about Ryan Styles? Because I have to get yes. to the bottom of this. So, at the house, yeah. Jill, Karen, hanging out. Karen is talking about her man troubles, mm -hmm. recently dumped. And Just like a, a bearded fellow we know. Santa Claus. Yeah. I'm going to keep talking with my hands in front of my mouth. Yeah, that, that's, that's, so that, that's really good. That's our... <laughs> no, it, you sound like Deep Throat. More, uh... 
More Watergate references. Yeah, there you go. Karen is revealed that Karen, yes. she has also recently been dumped. Yes, and and she's she's upset. And when when we when we found out that King that Karen was newly single, just like Al, we both looked at each other like when you come downstairs on Christmas and see a GameCube shaped box under the tree. Oh man, and it almost went in that direction. I actually, I was man, yeah, you know, I was excited that. Uh, well, we'll talk about we'll that. We'll get to that yeah, yeah. in a minute. Yeah. But I really liked how they handled it. I, I did. I did as well. I, I thought it was well done. So uh, Karen and Jill are hanging out. Tim is unpacking beers and getting ready for all these dudes to come over <laughs> to work on the car. Yeah. Uh, Jill is in in talking to Karen about all of her man troubles. She has this realization. Oh, your friend. Oh God. What's what's Tim's friend name that she wants to hook him up with? Yeah, yeah. Dave. Dave. Dave is coming over. Oh, you should hang out with Dave. You have, he's so sweet and so sensitive, and he, he's such a great guy. And so then that kind of become Tim does not want this at all. Tim yeah. doesn't want any sort of setup matchmaker activity, but Jill is... Because he doesn't want to distract from the activity of dropping the engine into the chassis. Yeah, like this is the thing he's been planning for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's trying to trying to turn down the heat on this whole idea. But as more and more of the dudes start showing up, all of them have brought their wives, even yes. though he's explicitly <clears throat> told them not to. Yeah. So now the house is full of women in the kitchen and dudes in the garage. Yeah. Which will spare everybody the gender dynamics that we went through in the poker episode. Yeah, yeah. But it still bothered me in the same way that that one did. Yeah, I, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I mean, mean, it's more, I think, a little more forgivable because you're not going to, like... There was a pre-planned activity to, like, the guys are going to drop this thing and the whatever and women and yeah. whatever. It's, just, it's like... It, it, it's, like, it's like saying, like, yeah, they planned a Dungeons & Dragons night and then only nerds showed up. I mean, what about <laughs> that? Like, you know, sometimes yeah. these things self-select. Uh, also, Al arrives. <laughs> I, oh boy, does he ever! Al Al arrives, <laughs> full ten gallon hat. Uh, I, I think that I think that the costume department they went to the hat room uh, <laughs> at ABC, and the and the and the wardrobe master came out with a bunch of like cowboy hats they used in westerns and like you know normal cowboy hats, yeah. and it was like, no, that won't do at all. Have you got? Hey, can I get something from your comically dumb section, please? <laughs> and then they like and they open the Ark of the Covenant and pull out this hat that that Al wound up wearing, where the like, it's so. Oh. It's like a big, tall, bulbous it's, top it's with huge. Uh, it, it it is like a skyscraper of yeah, cowboy hats. You could pour a two liter of coke in it for <laughs> sure. I was thinking actually that you could flip it upside down, fill the the negative space of the hat with cheese, and then around the <laughs> rim put all of your not your chips and yeah, just you carry could. carry that around. Yeah. with you at the party. I mean, that would even just be too much cheese for one single human to consume. Uh, push the boundaries, you know? <laughs> there you go. Um, but I love it. And what I loved about him showing up in it is that the the behind-the-scenes moment is he either owns that hat <laughs> or he had to go and buy it specifically for this party. I Yeah, that was I was actually wondering about that at one point. Did did <laughs> Al, like, you know, scrape together two paychecks and go to the Stetson store or something yeah. and buy it? I mean, was that a special hat? Um, or does he have some cowboy lineage? Is he from maybe. Texas originally? Uh, and I love that as soon as he enters, he plays it, Richard Karn plays this in such a way where he goes up to each of the guys that are in the garage that had already arrived. And I couldn't tell if he was, like, trying to, like, make an excuse for himself. And he kept, he walks over to one guy, he's like, Tim told me this is going to be a themed party. <laughs> yeah. But there's almost, like, a little bit of pride in his voice. <laughs> I I think so. Like, so he he comes in and there's this big reaction to he's the only one dressed as a cowboy and Tim says something like everybody say howdy to Al yeah and then Al makes a point of saying howdy to everyone <laughs> yeah. but, but then yeah the, so the conversation continues and like Tim and the guys are talking about like oh isn't it a felony in Michigan to yeah. put a Chevy engine in a Ford chassis oh and as they're as they're saying this between each line there's shots of each of the three guys and it's Al coming up kind of behind them and going like. Yeah, Tim told me it was going to be a Western party. <laughs> yeah. Another line. Yeah, so Tim told me it was going to be a Western party. <laughs> but it, what, what, it, it feels like such a, it feels like something you'd see on The Office because it's yeah. so kind of weirdly set up yes. and awkwardly done. Yeah, Michael Scott showing up in yeah. a, some sort of costume for yeah. sure. Or, or, you know, Dwight's there. He's like, uh, Michael told me it was a Western party. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. So also, I mean, it's worth talking about the other guys there. I mean, there's one of them who's Hank, who is older and has a real ball buster of a wife. And then there's... Uh, I can I can go through, because we usually give uh, credence to these character actors. Go, go. <laughs> uh, Hank, 
is Dion Anderson. Oh. Uh, who you might know as Head Bull Haig from the Shawshank Redemption. Wait, which, wait, he's, is that one of the, is he one of the guards or one of the prisoners? Um, it's a good question. It's good. So yeah. IMDb you, you deflated my like false confidence there. I was well, just going to sell it like, oh yeah, yeah, no, he, you know him. So from that. so so okay. Trivia is only skin deep. It turns out you. Uh, <laughs> it's like it's like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. The turkey looks great, but then you try and puncture it, and no, it's just a desiccated husk. Uh, for that one, it is. Uh, we can say uh, his wife Wanda yeah. is played by Eileen Brennan. Oh, who is a famous stage and television actress, best known for her role, at least to me, as Mrs. Peacock in the movie Clue. Uh, she, well, she seemed like I really enjoyed her performance and the character. Like she, her acting was kind of a cut of. Yeah, like she, she felt was like definitely a, in another league. That might have been why it felt like a stage play because, like, when she was when she was doing stuff, it felt like a pl- It felt like I was yeah. watching live theater with yeah. her there. Um, the other male in the room at the moment is Bob, played by Tom Gallup who um, looks like Matt Ross <laughs> from uh, Silicon Valley. Yeah. But uh, he's actually um, in the Bourne movies. Oh. He plays a character named Tom Cronin. I don't know who that is. So okay. I've okay. seen the movies, but I don't know him by name. L- listeners, uh, Bourne heads, write in. Let us know. <laughs> uh, Born again Christians, uh, let us know. Is that what they call the fans? <laughs> I think so. Uh, There's uh, one more. His wife is Leslie, the pregnant uh, yes. wife, uh, played by Jessica Tuck, who... Was in the movie Super Eight <laughs> as Miss uh, Kaz- uh, who plays Mrs. Kaznick. Ah, okay, okay. Super Eight. Very- she looked familiar to me, but yeah. I know I didn't recognize her from Super Eight. Oh, really? Because I you you're a fan of Super Eight. That's I, 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 I love Super Eight. Yeah, no, okay, I, I didn't recognize her at all. Yeah, I did. Well, I mean, also she was probably significantly older in Super Eight than she was <laughs> in this, and not wearing a fake pregnancy suit. Yeah. Here's the key, though, Bob. The youngest of the dudes there, his wife is pregnant, and so when they are uh, when they're out there uh, in the garage, they're talking about a lot of the stuff that the guys are talking about is his wife being pregnant and uh, what that's like and yeah. her mood swings and her cravings. One of the jokes that they make early on, uh, or that Bob makes early on, is that they had, they were bringing a cheese log over as a party favor, and then his wife ate the whole cheese log in the car. Yeah. And so he says something like, yeah, she's up to like a cheese cheese log a week now. And then Hank says, oh, well, my wife was pregnant. She ate a cheese log cabin. <laughs> which which I liked both for the wordplay and for the imagery. <laughs> uh, yeah. Where can I get a cheese log cabin? I, You know, was was Abraham Lincoln born in a cheese log cabin? Uh, he was born in Illinois, not Wisconsin. But uh, uh, adjacent? I don't know. Yeah, that, that maybe makes, can you import the cheese from Wisconsin it, it, to make a log cabin in I, Illinois. I think back. I think uh, a common thing for teenagers in the Midwest is to run across the border into Wisconsin <laughs> to eat the uh, cheese log cabins and then run back. <laughs> it's sort of like cow tipping. It's, yeah, it's cabin right. eating. <laughs> um, it's 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 uh, sort of a fartier version of Hansel and Gretel, if you will. <laughs> uh, I want. I also want to take issue because. The way that that moment starts is uh, Bob says, I don't know if I can make it, guys. Dot, dot, dot. My wife is eating up to eight cheese logs a day. <laughs> and I was like, what, what does that have to do with you not making it? If the worst thing that happens in your relationship <laughs> is that your pregnant wife eats a lot of cheese logs. Yeah, right? I, I mean, uh, some people get cheated on, dude. <laughs> some people some people don't love their wives. Yeah, right. Your wife is eating. You mean there's... An excess of cheese in the house. <laughs> oh darn! Boo-hoo. Yeah, maybe yeah. he's lactose. Well, no, no. Look, look. <laughs> your torture wa- for him. Your wife is eating too many cheese logs. That's an invitation for you to get in there and try and eat some of those cheese logs before she can get to them. <laughs> right. You have to up your game. Don't point fingers. Your lactose <laughs> get some lactate. They had that in the nineties. Oh my god! Probably. As we find out later, they do have uh, ko peptate, <laughs> which. If you didn't know what that was, I uh, pulled this directly from Wikipedia. Oh, very good. Which is, kaopeptate is an orally taken medication uh, for the treatment of mild diarrhea. (laughs) (laughs) So when Hank comes outside to Tim and asks if he has any kaopeptate, he's got some some problems downstairs. Okay, I don't want to, at risk of getting too gross here, if if he already... Uh, is having those issues like like it doesn't? I mean, maybe just like the kaopectate isn't going to make stuff go in reverse, right? Well, and that's the whole joke of that moment too, because he's like, "Do you have any kaopectate?" He's like, "Just give me a minute." He's like, "I don't have a minute." Yeah. It's like, well, 
then go take care of that. Yeah. The Kaopeptate, as you're saying, yeah. is not going to help in the moment of uh, danger here. We'll have it waiting outside. I mean, uh, yeah, go use one of the many nicely remodeled bathrooms in that <laughs> house. Just just light it up, man. Oh, my God. Uh, so, yeah, so there's a lot of scenes of the women in the house and, and the guys out in the garage. Yes. Uh, finally, um, Dave arrives. Dave arrives. Tony... Uh, Tony Corellio. Tony Corellio. Yeah, who uh, was in Lethal Weapon Two. Oh, as Marcelli. Oh wait, is he? He's not the one with diplomatic immunity. I've only seen the movie once, so I have no idea. I I saw it on cable years ago. What? <laughs> so the theme of this episode is us giving you trivia about things we ourselves know nothing about. We are very <laughs> very low on. This is, um, as I've said before about about home improvement episodes, I feel like this podcast episode is like 20 minutes of podcast and 40 minutes of packing peanuts. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? You get one every week, so and, and, every and, once in a while. And there's a cheese log in there, yeah. too. Hey, share some cheese with me. <laughs> it's gonna be, put that on my tombstone. <laughs> hey, hey, you up there. Just, share some cheese with like, me. like whittle a piece of... Tillamock off. F- famous, uh, famous last words. Share some cheese with me. <laughs> hey, share some cheese with me. And he was never heard from again. <laughs> uh, so Dave arrives, mm-hmm. uh, and and Jill goes out of her way to try and set him up with Karen. Yes. The guys are at work trying to put the uh, chassis or put the chassis into the, put the engine into the chassis. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, you, you know. Of course, before the carriage, it's all the same thing. Yeah, you know, we're not we're not experts here. Uh. And and you know it's it's to Tim's endless frustration that the women have not gone to watch a movie but instead opted to stay at the house. Yes. And then and then suddenly there's all this talk of like oh we should barbecue something we should cook food and they're asking the guys what they want and then what Tim had intended to be a bunch of dudes putting the engine in the car party turns into a ladies barbecuing for the guys everyone's playing charades. Well, and... Tim's barbecuing at one point. Tim is grilling, but like the women, the women seem to be the ones who started off like they oh, have yeah, the yeah. idea like Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh so yeah, so basically Tim's entire plan has been completely derailed by Jill's attempts to kind of create an environment where uh Karen and Dave can talk and hit it off. Uh so I kind of want to talk about this. Okay. Uh I was pissed at Jill in this episode. <laughs> I think that Jill is generally right about things. Like, mm-hmm. more, far more often than not, Jill is on the right side. But and, and Tim, I think, articulated his point very well to Jill. Like, yeah, he'd been surprisingly pla- so. He'd been planning this for a long time. That, that hot rod has been a centerpiece of his life for a long time. Yeah. And it's really short-sighted of Jill to just to suddenly decide that she needs to match up Karen with one of Tim's friends and then derail all of Tim's plans for that. Yeah, completely agree with you. Uh it, and it it felt like a deviation from Jill, mm-hmm. uh the character it, in, it, in kind of a big way actually. It felt like it almost felt like they were saying that they said like, "Well, we need to do one where Jill makes the mistake, not Tim." And I think it was kind of similar to that episode of Battle of Wheels where Jill kind of just Decides, no, I'm going to be in the garage. I'm going to do my right. pottery wheeling here. Now is my time, not your time. Whatever. I'm not bothering you. <laughs> uh, so that felt that felt a little off to me. And then also, I feel like Jill didn't really... I mean, well, we'll get to it, but I don't think Jill really properly apologizes for this either. And we will, yeah. we, we will, we will discuss that. I don't know. Do you feel differently or no? Well, we, let's just skip ahead to the yeah. end real quick. We'll yeah. come back. Um, the she talks to Wilson at a certain point. Uh, well, yeah, there. Actually, just to, to fill in the one key point. Oh yeah, she comes out to like she comes out to talk to to Tim while they're both grilling. Tim is very angry and explains like this meant a lot. I planned this for a long time. Uh, how would you feel if you planned a wedding shower and I brought a whole bunch of my drinking buddies over? And she says, "Well, you did that." And he says, "Well, how? <laughs> yeah, but weren't you pissed?" Uh, but anyway, so he gets mad and he goes inside to get Kaopectate for for Hank. And then Jill is out there grilling, and she has this conversation with Wilson. Yeah, instead of Tim having the conversation with Wilson, now it's Jill's turn to learn some uh, philosophical solutions to her marriage. Yeah. And, um, you know, she she realizes she is much quicker on the draw than Tim to put two and two together from Wilson's uh, cryptic messages. She gets a lot more out of talking to Wilson than Tim does, I yeah. think, just in general. Well, she realizes, oh, Tim, you know, Wilson gives this whole spiel about the... the I can't remember what ancient 
civilization oh, he's talking about this time. But God, I don't. Yeah, I don't even. I kind of almost <laughs> tuned it out. I. I but I, he, he says that when people, when men uh, create things, that the idea is that their spirit is attached to those things, goes into those things, mm-hmm. and she's quick to realize, oh. When I dismissed the hot rod, I wasn't just dismissing the hot rod. I was also dismissing the man. Yes. Uh, and she goes in to apologize, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, with good intentions. Yes. But... Also, during this conversation, she's at the grill and she says, Wilson, do you want a burger? And Wilson's like, oh, yes, lady neighbor. And then <laughs> so as she's cooking it, Wilson's like, oh, I like mine well done, etc. And I'm just so stoked because we've never seen Wilson eat anything. <laughs> yeah, uh, he like... does cook a lot of meat, but yeah. he doesn't uh, and, eat a lot of and meat. And he cooks a lot of really suspicious meat. <laughs> really gamey, <laughs> weird, does. not for human consumption meat. <laughs> Maybe for celestial consumption. But uh, <laughs> but then, you know, he give, he drops this logic bomb on her, mm. and Jill is kind of walking inside, as I think she did the last time she talked to Wilson, going, oh, okay, if I dismiss the hot tub, I dismiss the man. Okay, th- yeah. thank you, thank you, Wilson, thank you. Right. And she goes inside with both the burgers, and Wilson is like, but Jill, Jill, my... My burger, Jill? <laughs> anyway, she goes inside. She goes, like, she beelines it to um, the the garage where Tim is. It's after hours. Everyone's left. And uh, she seems like she's going to go to apologize. But she kind of goes to her, like, her go-to, which is, eh, let's just have sex instead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, sex is just a band-aid for everything in their yeah. relationship. Like, like, Tim is out there with the hot rod. Every, at this point, everyone is left. There's a whole aspect with shit, we haven't even touched on Al yet. We'll go. We're, we'll circle of yeah, life we're back to back. him. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but they're they're out there by the car talking, and you know Tim is kind of angrily torquing and and wrenching and drilling mm-hmm. and whatever else one does to a hot rod chassis. Uh, and Jill is kind of out there trying to talk to him and make nice, and he's very clearly grumpy. But she's saying like, "Oh well, you know." Sorry I didn't get as much work done as you wanted to, but you got some <laughs> stuff. And I'm really just, yeah, I'm just really getting behind this hot rod idea. The baby blue, you know, yeah. 200 horsepower. Which, you know, I I actually give her props for that to, yeah. like, actually show that she was listening and that she now recognizes that it's she, it's not just some sort of half-assed thing. It kind of, like, goes in the same realm as Tim role-playing as a telephone repairman. Tr- true. She is running the same place. She probably learned that from him. <laughs> I... No, I mean, I thought it was sweet because she she clearly doesn't know a lot of these things, but is making a real effort. I mean, she she misidentifies a couple things, and Tim sort of grumpily corrects her. At one point, she's standing over by the engine and says, "So this is the front, huh?" And then Tim <laughs> yeah. goes, "Yeah." And then he takes her by the arm and goes, "And here, the back." <laughs> so yeah, but so, so she walks around it and and is just a- acting interested in the thing, which is sweet. But what I wanted to hear her say was, look, Tim, I, it, I'm sorry. It was wrong what I did. I wanted to hear her just ignore. And if mm. I were married to her, I'd want to hear the same thing. It's like, it's it's great that you see that I'm pissed and you want us to not be fighting and are trying to be nice to me. But you could have just, like, it's it's pretty obvious. Like, I, I know this was important to you. I'm sorry. Yeah. What if next weekend I'll take the boys and you can have the guys over again and finish it or something? Sure, yeah, yeah. But instead, she just makes all these little flirty comments Tim is just resolutely not responding, just grumpily working on the car. <laughs> and then she says says something like, just looking at uh, looking at this this hot ride, you know, just really makes me want to torque something. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> Tim is just like, oh. It was a 100% change in his attitude as soon as he realizes she wants to have sex. Yeah. And then he and then he has her get down on the rolly skateboard thing that you go under the car with. <laughs> The rolly skateboard thing. The rolly skateboard yep. thing. I'm, I, I hope no one listens to this because they actually want lingo from professionals. <laughs> but so he has her go down there to, to look, you know, look under the car, and then he crawls down there underneath. with. He says, yeah, take a look at the yeah, engine. Right. And then he crawls under there with her, and then you see this shot of the car with their legs poking out, and then his legs go over her legs. Which, <laughs> yeah, he kind of like, I, I have a question for you. Well, do you, okay, do you want to do the line? Do, do you want to... You do. I did not write the line down. Oh, well, it's just, she says... Well, wait, Tim, I thought you were going to show me your engine. And he says, I call this my engine. Uh, uh. Gross. Okay. My question is, um, him putting his leg over her seemed a little strange to me. Um, do you think Tim's the big spoon or the little spoon? Uh, well, I think both spoons, based on the well, based on the position that her leg was in, I think Tim is the spoon on top. I just meant generally. Just generally, I think I think Tim is big spoon. Yeah. If I if I had to 
if I had to try and divine his logic on it, it would probably be like, well, you see, the man is the big spoon. He takes care of the smaller spoons. The smaller spoon assists me. <laughs> it's weird that they cast Bill Cosby in that role. Yeah, I know it is, isn't it? That, it's great. It's great that he's getting some work. Actually, it's, ter- it? no, it's, no, actually, it's actually terrible yeah, that he's no. getting some work. <laughs> Man, it's back back in the day when the only guy getting busted for uh, sexual assault was Bill Cosby. <laughs> Those innocent times. So, uh yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, she should have just those those I'm sorry. Yeah. That would have been enough. But I don't know. I feel like if you're getting sex out of it, you can't uh I, think I, what you can get. I I guess I don't know. I I just I feel like uh, for how much we read them saying that they wanted to make this show, that this is all based on real things that happen in relationships and these fights spring from real family issues. I, you know, great that these things start from a realistic place and I can, I can buy an episode where Tim drops a gigantic iron beam on Jill's car (laughs) or where a a butter knife sticks into a wall and slapstick comedy. Like I will buy the show being a cartoon but when you start the the relationship uh, dispute from a place that's something very real, and then you end it with something so cartoony as having sex will fix every single problem <laughs> in your relationship, yeah, I don't know. I'm left I'm left feeling kind of unsatisfied, almost almost as though your engine wasn't big enough. You know, oh, God, oh God, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> Um, uh, so that was the end of the episode, so we gotta circle back on a few things. I wanna touch on something, um, that doesn't warrant too much discussion. Uh, when Randy appears at the beginning of the episode... Yeah. <laughs> what, he was, he was conspicuously missing a certain item of clothing. Uh, yes, it was his pants. Uh, what? no, 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 it was not his pants, it was not his pants. I wanted to, I wanted to see how close of attention you were paying. It's his shoes, yeah. Yeah, which felt very karmic. I know, I know that 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 it's finally uh, what uh, circle of life. What circle goes around comes around. Yeah, the, like I guess Randy has been getting picked on by some neighborhood boys. So I guess when, I think all three of them have. I mean, but it kind of seems like a Randy gang shoes. war in a way. Yeah, yeah I, <laughs> that's what I really want. That's I didn't want to see this episode. I wanted yeah. to see gangs of Hamtramck and just watching these kids battling you know in the what, streets. Man, the '90s were a savage time. We didn't have all the internet and the thing. I mean, kids had to go outside to play. And and you know, I I just pictured them all walking around with their cocked uh, top hats, <laughs> yeah. and holding their hatchets, exactly. And fights man. Playing. There's a lot of uh, you know territory disputes. You have to just monkey bars. Uh, who's gonna have the slide? <laughs> Yeah, you want, there's all these fights over yeah. who controls the pog resources. They're going to have to create an alliance with Bob and Stinky. I mean, <laughs> and, and you know, you know, and you want to be on Stinky's side because Bush Doctrine being what it is, he'll just go and he'll invade somebody else's uh, backyard <laughs> if he needs to. Mission accomplished. Um, let's uh, let's come back to Al here. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I I went into this episode thinking that the episode was going to be a big Al episode, and it's really yeah. more like a small Al episode. Al is in it. Al is at the house, but it's like I would have just really been happy if this episode was all about Al and Tim and Jill playing supporting roles. But instead, yeah. it starts off with this. You kind of set us up for this notion that Al is going to have. Something with Karen. Yeah, or, yeah, that's and, true. And so, you know, Al and Karen talk early on. Like, there's one moment where Al is getting a beer and the women are talking about postpartum depression and stuff. And and Al makes some characteristically uh, a sweet and sensitive comment that seems to get Karen's attention. Uh, Saying that he, he knows what it feels like to have someone torn away from you that you were so attached to. And I was really sure he was going to say, well, yes, when I finally moved out of my mother's house at <laughs> age 32, it was one of the most traumatic experiences in my life. I can imagine what it must feel like. <laughs> he hasn't moved out of his mother's house yet. You're, yeah, no, that's right. He's still driving her car. That's right. Uh, uh, maybe the reason that that, uh, that Lisa keeps hanging out with him is because she's really good friends with his mom. <laughs> uh, so... But, but so th- there seems to be kind of a connection between yeah. him and Karen, and then he is talking to Tim about it later on, how excited he is about that, and how he thinks that things really went well with them. Yeah. Um, so as everyone's getting ready to leave, he goes to Tim and is saying, hey, uh, you know, I really think that, that Karen likes me. Would you mind if I asked her out? And almost before Tim can have his reaction to that, uh, Karen comes out. Yeah, right. And and do you want to take us through the, yeah, yeah. the breaking so... of a sweet man's heart? <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> He's alert. He's really excited to... Uh, ask her to coffee because you know even though she picked uh dave as her charades partner like it seems like they were hitting an awful night al's 
a little bit oblivious. Yeah. I mean, I, I think showing up in a Old West costume uh, is indicative of his general uh, aloofness. Yeah. Um, the, but... the, the hat overshadowed the rest of the costume. I mean, yeah, there was kind of a silly shirt, but it was the hat. It was the hat, for sure. Um, which, by the way, there is a moment that... Uh, Given the outtakes that were given at the end of this episode where they're, uh, Tim and Al are at the door and Tim just keeps breaking up. I don't know if you noticed that in the actual episode, um, they used a take where Tim kind of laughs. But yeah. He's quickly able to recover from it. Um, anyway, they, they, just, they, they just can't keep a straight face yeah, looking at him in that hat. <laughs> There's some, I, so ridiculous. Maybe they had the hat custom made because just with the shape yes. of Richard Karn and the shape of the hat, yeah. it's really a work of art. It really is. Um, anyhow, so he's excited to ask Karen out for this date. She comes into the room, um, like heading out the door and Al's like, Hey, uh, Karen, you know, had a really great time tonight. Um, and then before he can get the words out, Dave also comes in. He says like, I was wondering if you wanted to get. Oh, yeah. Uh, Al, Al says. I, yeah, I was yeah, wondering if you wanted to get. Yeah. And then Dave enters. Uh, mm-hmm. Cue Dave. Um, saying, hey, Karen, you ready to go? Um, and Al's just kind of like stuck deer in headlights. And he's like, uh, more coffee. Do either of you two want more coffee? And he yeah. pulls the coffee out of the coffee pot. Um, he pulls well, yeah. the coffee out of the <laughs> big old handful of coffee. <laughs> so nervous that he just scolds his hand. Uh, Al, isn't that hot? <laughs> yep, I'm okay. <laughs> Pours it into his hat, takes a sip from his hat. I got it going. Bye. <laughs> that's that's a negative coping mechanism. You don't want to do that. <laughs> Imagine if oh, every, every time you struck out with a girl, you stuck your hand into a pot of coffee. <laughs> so he uh, he pulls the coffee pot out of the thing. Yeah. And it's, do you want more coffee? And what and and her response is yeah oh Dave and I are actually gonna go get some right now and and, and he says oh well then you don't need any coffee because you're gonna go get some <laughs> it was a really great yeah little performance um and then what happens afterward where uh you know Tim's kind of dealing with it. I, Richard Carn's performance in this is like very tactful mm-hmm. uh he doesn't play it too pitiful i feel like i mean yeah. there there's a moment or two like a cutaway where he's like pouting yeah but it's right right after a joke yeah and but pa- for the most part it was pretty uh, pretty deftly handled and and pouting is a certain amount of the al experience i mean <laughs> so much of him yeah. on set is is cutaways of him pouting after tim says yeah. something I, that's kind of what you sign up for with al yeah um but then jill comes in you know after you know tim's uh al's trying to explain to tim like oh mm-hmm. yeah you know Jill comes in and is like raving about her success of setting up Karen and Dave. She's saying like, I could just tell, I could feel it all night. There was so much chemistry between them. I think they're going to last forever. It's so great. And Al is just facing her like his heart breaking in two with each word that she's saying. Blood seeping out of his uh, heart valves, I guess. Yeah. We're going to go real real anatomical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I told you, man, it was going to get to the heart. It was butts, it was crotches, and now it's hearts. (laughs) Oh my God, maybe you're better at this poker thing than I thought. Um, uh, uh, meanwhile, Tim is doing charades behind Al to Jill to say, oh, cut it out. You're, he fell in love with Karen and he's heartbroken. Yeah. yeah. Um, charades. There's a lot of good charades callbacks. It's a good running gag throughout this. Yeah, there really is. Uh, and Jill kind of apologizes and, um, and th- then after that, after, uh, after Jill tries to hedge this, seeing that, that Al was hurt, Tim walks him to the door. Basically, he invites Al to come back the next day and help him more with the engine, and that kind of cheers him yeah, up. Yeah, he's and, really happy about that. Yeah, so, so maybe the reason that Tim seemed all reluctant about Al in the first scene was so we could give him that arc of by the end of it. It's like, no, Al, come on. I want to invite you back. I want you to feel better. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, maybe for the good of the whole series, bringing Tim and Al closer together is more important than bringing Al and Karen close together. Maybe the the greatest love of all is the love between two people who co-host a series. Sort of like in Love Actually, when you find out that Bill Nighy's great love yeah. is his manager of all those years. <laughs> and on Christmas Eve, he comes to him, instead of going to Elton John's house, and says, let's get pissed and watch porn. <laughs> so our last scene with these yeah. two in the movie, we are led to believe that they are watching porn on Christmas <laughs> Eve together, two straight men. Yes, the podcasters, the listeners can't hear uh, this, can't see this, because I'm holding up the signs the, to admit. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and the, they also can't see me, I'm holding up the Pamela Anderson Playboy <laughs> that, you were, that you were doing your research from earlier. <laughs> Right now, oh. you are flawless. Oh my god, I am missing a nap so hard right now. <laughs> sure, naps—that's what we call it. You're a you're a regular napster. 
Oh, um, this Get episode it. brought to you by Napster. Napster at theaters now. <laughs> Napster Ragnarok. <laughs> okay, then, with that, uh, the show notes for this episode will be posted on our website, which is www.gruntworkpodcast.com. It's actually www is not necessary, but... Uh, you- oh, well, everyone's <laughs> a critic, aren't they? I'm sorry. I thought you'd be proud of me because this is the first time I actually knew you were going to do the thing we've done for, like, the past month. Oh, but no. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not... I'm not- <laughs> fucking internet master landon here i'm not tim fucking berners lee and i don't know that i'm not supposed to put www in front of things anymore you know landon i'm from a time called the 90s and in the 90s we did put www in front of things so just now just tell them where they can find the podcast they're already listening to come on come on keep going if you enjoyed this week's episode Please share it. You know, these words are coming out of my mouth now, knowing that I'm leading you into a joke, and I'm afraid of what's going to come. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please share wherever you can. It really helps others find us. Plus, every time you share us, we'll both take off our 500-gallon cowboy hats and hold them solemnly over our hearts. See, that was much nicer than you thought it was going to be. It really was. Because when I wrote that joke, I didn't know you were going to be dissing on me. (laughs) I don't diss on you. You you can put www in, and it'll take you to our website. Thank you, Landon. Thank you. Hey, everybody, put www in front of every URL that you that you type, just for old well, time's don't, sake. Don't don't. I mean, that's what? what kinda... No, is it going to break the internet? Is that going to well, hurt? They might the not reach somehow? the websites they're trying to. Wait, if get you to. put so what? You're you're telling me that if you put www in front of the web address, that's actually going to be worse for your internet usage. <laughs> I'm just saying that some places don't have www set up, therefore. You won't reach the website you're trying to get to. How do you not set up WWWs for your website, though? That was the way the internet started. It stands for World Wide Web. (laughs) Right? It's changed. Standard practices have changed. Uh, And we're we're certain Ryan Stiles is American. I'm sorry, just a lot. I've had a <laughs> bizarro I'm, podcast. I'm normally I'm normally not this on edge by the end of the podcast. I've just had a lot of my kind of existing assumptions about the state of the world challenge tonight. Please, please continue. Uh, I, I'm sorry. On our website, you can also you know the newsletter. It's we put it out every week. Uh, uh, I've broken your spirit yeah, now. <laughs> kind of have. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, you can find us on Twitter and all the social media places at Gruntwork Pod. Uh, And with that, I am Landon Solano. And I'm Truman Caps, and we'll be back next week with more grunt work. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. Hey, hold me closer. (laughs) 